Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There, welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak, and I am back here with you. Sorry about not being here yesterday, as I was mentioning on let's see what's today Thursday. As I mentioned on Tuesday, uh, I was traveling yesterday. I was headed up to uh, the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania, Allentown, PA, to speak to the um, the Legatus chapter of Lehigh Valley. Legatus, in case you don't know, is an is a Catholic business persons group. It's uh, I've spoken to many of their chapters across the country, and always good to be able to to share the message with uh, these folks who are not afraid to uh, to proclaim their their Catholic identity. Really good group, and uh, that's where I was yesterday. So I was unable to do the show, but I'm back today, and I'm glad to be back. We're going to talk today about ask and you shall receive. This is one of those frustrating messages given to us by Jesus. Uh, It sounds so simple. If you ask, you will receive. And I remember years ago, when when I was first intrigued with this whole prayer thing, uh, my faith wasn't strong at all, but I I like the idea of if I pray for something, I, I can change, I can change events and God can give me something that I pray for. Of course, what I heard was anything you ask for, you're going to receive, which which as we all know is 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 not true. So I struggled with that. But I want to look at the gospel from today's mass where Jesus talks about persistence in prayer, then specifically he gets into this idea of asking and and you shall receive. Um it's it's a really important thing to understand because if we if you don't get it right. It's going to bring you a lot of stress. It's You're never going to find the peace you're looking for because you're always going to be frustrated with, with your prayer. So let's, let's look at it more closely today. Let's look at what he said. Let's look at what he didn't say and try to make some sense out of it and let him lead us. Let Jesus lead us into a, a deeper understanding of what prayer is and, and the way God looks at it. You know, we can look at prayer as one thing, and, and God, we, what's more important is that we understand how God looks at prayer. So that's what we're going to do today. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are um, comfortable wherever you are. I hope you're ready to spend a little time talking about the Lord. Uh, I love to do this, so I'm glad that we're able to have this time together. So there is a chair right here. If you want to sit at the table with me, let's let's begin. Let's 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 start. We're going to be talking about prayer. So why don't we pray right now? Let's turn to our Father in heaven who is waiting to hear from us. And let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you for coming on the show with me. I mean, you know, what a privilege it is for to have you on the show with me as I as I broadcast for this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to you, Father for letting me be able to speak with you on the program. Um, Father, we're going to talk about prayer today, as you know, and you have some things that you said through Jesus uh, about prayer 
And, and we return to you, Father, today, and we ask for you to open our hearts and our minds so that we can have a greater understanding of prayer, to understand what it is, to understand how you would like us to pray, to understand that prayer does make a difference. So, you know, a lot of these things we struggle with, but we ask you to help us understand a little bit more about prayer. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Please use me as your instrument to deliver the message that you have for me. So I, I, I need you to help me to get out of the way so that I can deliver your message and not my own message. And finally, I ask you to open all of our hearts and minds to be receptive to what it is that you have to say. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, anyway, thank you for for joining me on the program today. My name is Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. And um, we're going to talk about prayer today, persistence in prayer. You know, I was thinking about that. So much of what I do involves persistence. You know, with my full-time ministry, uh, oftentimes I get frustrated. I think like, oh, nobody's listening. Anybody that speaks about the faith, whether you do it in a public way or you just share on Facebook or with your family, we are all going to be met with rejection at some point. And really, we're not the ones being rejected. The Lord is the one who's being rejected. And we look at Jesus and see so many examples where he couldn't even get people to turn their hearts to him, you know, and, and therefore, and, and I, I don't know if you have this problem, but, but I'm, I guess I'm preaching to myself. Sometimes it just is frustrating that we don't get the response we desire, but then we have to look inward and say, well, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to get people to agree with me or am I doing it to show the Lord, you know, how much I love him? I mean, because ultimately he doesn't really need me to do his work. He chooses to use me, but if he wants to get to somebody, he can find another way to do it. You know, I, I just, I, I, since I feel it, I figure I'll put it out there to you too. Don't get frustrated if you're trying to evangelize and people aren't open because for the most part, many, many people are not open. They're used to being comfortable. They don't really understand how a relationship with Jesus can really happen and how it's, how it's real. We just got to keep sharing. We got to keep uh, setting that example and and pray for people's hearts to be open. I think that's the, the key. Because unless somebody's heart is open, I know my own story. I, I wasn't ready to believe. I, I didn't want to listen for many years. But once my heart was open, then I said, all right, Lord, let me hear what you have to say. So that's, I, I say that because I need to believe it. And, and I do believe it. It's a, you know, it's a frustrating thing at times, but it's something that we all are going to deal with if we are sharing Jesus with others. That that rejection is going to happen. But keep going. Pray for the grace to keep on going, even if you feel like you're you're making no progress. That you you never know what kind of seeds you're planting and how it'll affect people in the long run. You know, maybe not right now. Maybe you'll just do it, be doing some preliminary preliminary work and. Someone else will come along and, and seal the deal, if you want to call it that. But just keep going and, and don't lose faith because Jesus experienced the same same kind of re- rejection. So um, 
With that in mind, it, I had the opposite experience last night. It was a really good experience at the Legatus chapter meeting. It was good to have a receptive audience. And, and I'm excited that things are starting to open up a little bit more for me when it comes to speaking. It's in, in particular, November. The rest of October is pretty slow. But November is really going to be heavy, and then, of course, next Lent is going to be crazy busy, which is good. After being shut down for so long, it's really good to be out there and, and speaking again. But And by the way, if you ever want to bring me in to speak at your church or your conference, please check out my website, followingthetruth.com. You can find samples of my speaking work there. You can find out uh, the talks I give. You can contact me through the website and uh, inquire about bringing me in to speak. I, I want to let you know also that a few weeks ago I spoke at the Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference in New Britain, Connecticut. The video of my talk is now up on YouTube, and I have a link to that at followingthetruth.com. So if you go to my website and you click on speaking and you scroll down, I think it's like a third video down, you'll see me standing in an outdoor baseball stadium. You'll get to hear my talk, Listen to Your Blessed Mother. I think it came out really well. The sound quality is great. Now, it's interesting. It looks like behind me, you don't see anybody in the seats. It looks like I'm speaking to an empty stadium. But if you if you watch the video, you'll hear the crowd reacting. What was what happened was it's a 6,000-seat stadium, and they had they had 600 men for the conference, which is honestly pretty good in, in this day and age. We are... Uh, the church is still recovering from the effects of the lockdown. People are some people are afraid to um, uh, some people are afraid to go out. Still, I mean, it's getting better, but there's still some 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 uh, hesitation on the part of many people. So they had part of the stadium blocked off. So the way the camera angle is, it looks like there's nobody in the stadium. Well, they were all in front of me. They weren't. They weren't behind me, but. Nonetheless, I really enjoyed the experience. I think it was a good crowd. And uh, if you want to catch the talk, just go to followingthetruth.com and look for uh, speaking. And, and you'll scroll down and you'll see me speaking uh, in, the, in the baseball stadium. That's that. Journey with God. Uh, oh, that's, that is big news, actually. Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. My new book is back in stock at Amazon. It's been out of stock for a couple of days. I noticed today that it is back in stock. So if you want to get yourself a copy, just uh, the easiest thing to do is head on over to followingthetruth.com and click on the the image for the book and it would ta- it'll, it's going to take you right to Amazon and you'll be able to pick up a copy of the book. So followingthetruth.com is the place to go. I guess that's about it for news, right? I think that's it. So uh, let's uh, let's look at these readings now. Let's take a look at the readings for the What's today? Thursday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time, I think it is. Um, Actually, yeah, 27th week in Ordinary Time. But today is a special day. It's the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And I'm not going to say too much about it other than to tell you the Rosary is a powerful prayer. If you don't pray the Rosary, which is really uh, focused on Jesus. It's focused on the gospel. The, the rosary is a great prayer, very much misunderstood. There's a, quite a history of miracles that have resulted from the praying of the rosary. My family and I pray the rosary every day, and um, it is a great prayer. So if you have a special intention, if, you, if you've never really asked for the intercession of the Blessed Mother, maybe this, uh, this is October. October is the... Um, October is... 
what the the month dedicated to the Most Holy Rosary. So, if you've never tried asking the Blessed Mother to intercede for you, you maybe want to give it a shot, especially if you have what I would term an impossible intention or something that you just don't ever see coming about. I would say give it a shot, give it a shot, and put. I mean, this sounds tacky, but put the Blessed Mother to the test. Give her a chance to prove herself and show you what she can do. And, and I think you will be very pleased. So consider praying the Rosary. You know, if every day if you can. If not, try to do it as frequently as possible. And I really think you're going to see some great changes. Uh, in in those apparently impossible intentions, because really nothing is impossible for the Lord. And if you look at the wedding at Cana, Jesus obviously did something based upon the request of his mother. He performed his first public miracle. It really was a big deal. So there is a biblical precedent for the intercessory power of the Blessed Mother. All right, that's about that. That's what I wanted to say about Our Lady of the Rosary. Let's look at this gospel from today's Daily Mass. Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. So the first part of this is about persistence in prayer. The second part goes into a little bit more detail, um, including those familiar words, ask and you shall receive. So let's look at this. Jesus said to his disciples, so this is going to be a parable, a story told by Jesus. Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes out to whom he goes at midnight and says, "Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him." And he says in reply from within, "Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, If he does not get up to give him the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. Now, this is the first part of the gospel today, and this is one of those stories that can be very annoying when you hear it, right? Or very troublesome. Like, what is Jesus trying to say here? What is he talking about? Is he saying that when we ask God for things, God is like this friend who won't get up to help his friend because he cares about him. He's going to do it because the guy who needs the bread is persistent. This is Jesus does this a lot. And when he tells these parables, he does them in such a way that really gets the attention of his listeners. And I would say he's accomplished, <laughs> he's accomplished it here because what it seems like it really makes you think like, well, this doesn't sound right. This guy is being pestered by his supposed friend and he doesn't necessarily get up to provide for the needs of his friend, the bread that he needs, right? Because he likes him, he's doing it because of the persistence. He is just fed up with being bothered. Now, That may be the case in the parable, but if you look at it, and you you look closely at it, two things emerge. Number one, obviously, the theme of this is what? Persistence. Be persistent. Ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. Because it seems, and I really don't know how you can draw any other conclusion out of this, because Jesus sums it up by saying, 
this person will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. It seems that what Jesus is saying here is persistence will be rewarded. So when we go to ask God for what we need, we should be persistent. And in my daily email reflection today, I talked about this because one thing really caught my eye. Jesus isn't saying that the one who asks will receive everything they want. He's saying they'll receive what they need. I tell you, and these are the words of Jesus, if he does not get up to give him the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. So, if we are persistent with God, he will at some point give us what we need. Now, what if you don't get it? Well, then, now see, here's the thing. Let, let's back up a little bit, and I want to, want to try to make this point. None of us, and I said this, and, I, and I, I, I wondered if I should be this strong, but I really believe this. None of, and because it's true, none of us know without a doubt the difference between what we want and what we need. Every now and then, something we believe we need is something we really don't need, or is something that's not good for us. Only God's going to know that for sure, because, you know, we're, we're not exactly objective, we have a fallen human nature. We don't see the big picture like God does. So certain things appear to be good. Suppose you're looking for a new job and you have an interview and you really like the job and you really desperately want to leave your old job. It may look to you, it may be very clear to you that this new job, the one you want, is perfect for you. But it might not be. You know, maybe you're going to get paid extra money. Maybe you're going to waste the money. Maybe maybe you have a greed problem and the extra money is not going to do you any good. Maybe you don't see it now. But the job, even though you like it, will take you away from your family. And it, you know, it won't, it'll actually be hurting you. Yeah, but, but we don't see these things. So as a result, you might pray, Lord, please let me get this job. And you don't get it. Well, what can you conclude from that? Well, you can conclude safely, I think, that it wasn't the best thing for you because if it was, God would have given it to you. So when you pray, I say ask for what you want. If you think you need something, ask for it, okay? If it's not good for you or if it's not something that's a need but it's just something you really want, God probably won't give it to you. He knows he's not going to give you something that'll harm you in any way because he loves you. And that's one of the ways you can let him sort it out. You know, we don't know. You can pray about it and say, Lord, if it's your will, that's another good way to pray. If it's your will, let this happen. But ultimately, we don't know. I think I mentioned several years ago, I had a great job interview. I was looking, I was working at a parish at the time, and it was really far away from my house, and I wanted to work closer to home. I found a a job close by. It would have been about 30 minutes or less away, so that was a huge improvement on on my commute. And um, the interview went great. It went like three hours. But for some reason, a few weeks later, I got an email saying we selected somebody else for the job. 
I was surprised. I was disappointed. But looking back now, I realized that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be doing is what I was doing, what I'm doing now. But I didn't see it at the time. So that no, which came out of left field, I mean, I thought for sure I had the job. That no, which came out of left field, which wasn't especially um, pleasing to me with that rejection. That was God's way of saying, Gary, this isn't what's best for you. I have something better for you. But I didn't see it at the time. So it's fine to ask, unless you're going to be asking for something uh, immoral. You know, we don't want to insult God. But if you think something is good for you, you think something is necessary, go ahead and ask for it. And let him, let the Lord say, yes, no, or not yet. And another point to make as we, you know, as we wrap up this idea of persistence in prayer, another point I want to make is that just because God says no today doesn't mean the answer is no tomorrow. I mean, there's no and there's not yet. And sometimes not yet looks like no. You might be praying for a particular, you might be praying for a new job. Um, since I'm on the theme of jobs, I'll stick with that. I really need a new job because I don't like my job. It's it's very difficult, et cetera, et cetera. And you apply for a number of jobs, right? And you go on interviews. God may, in the short term, say no to certain jobs. But longer term, he might give you. He might say yes. Okay, no, 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 and yes. So don't give up until no is the final no. If you're praying for somebody to be healed of an illness and they die, well, that except that's a no. And, and, you know, back to the job example, if you have an interview and you get a no, then in that case, in that particular instance, that that's a no. That's God saying, no, this job isn't good for you. doesn't mean you're not going to get a job very soon that is the right one for you because God may say no today. Tomorrow he, he may say yes. So I would not get too bent out of shape or upset by a temporary no, because tomorrow that may be a yes. What's the secret? The secret is be persistent. Keep praying. If you feel that you need a new job, if, if you feel that a healing is, is, is the best in, in the best interest of, of somebody you know and love or yourself, pray for it. You know, I always believe in praying for complete physical healings. Uh, because I do believe God always wants to grant these healings, but sometimes, due to a number of circumstances, he he realizes that he knows that the best thing is to to not grant the physical healing, because it might it might lead to something not as good as what he can give you by not granting the physical healing. You know, it's kind of complicated, but look, you know what this is all about. This is all about humility. Trusting that God knows best and we don't. It's not an easy thing for people like me who like to be in control. It's not an easy thing, but it really is a good good idea and it's, it's the way to, 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 to be at peace. All right, so after Jesus talks about persistence in prayer, he goes on to say, And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Uh, let me read the rest because then I can go back and, and cover some of what Jesus just said. 
For what father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There's a lot going on here. But but if you if you read what Jesus is saying, ask and you will receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Never does he say you will receive exactly what you asked for. He never says you will receive it in your time frame. He never says that. He says if you ask, you will receive something at some point in time. You know, but again, this is that acceptance of God's will. This is surrender. This is humility. This is not easy. Everyone who asks receives. But, you know, years ago, when I told you I first came across this this message, I changed it. In my mind, I assumed that what Jesus was saying was that I will receive whatever I ask for. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, if I ask, I will receive something. You know, that something might even be the answer no. You know, that's a valid answer. Because I might need to hear that no. Otherwise, I might get myself into some big trouble. So no is a valid answer. So um, understand that every now and then, or quite often, actually, God is going to say no, or you'll receive something other than what you ask. All right, so he says that, and then, see, then he talks about our Heavenly Father. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish? In other words, a father who loves their child, giving them something that isn't good for them. That's unimaginable. And then Jesus said, If you who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is um, a little confusing. This is in in Luke's gospel. He he mentions this idea of the Father giving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate gift. No matter what we ask for, there is no better gift. There is no better answer answer to prayer than, than the Holy Spirit because ultimately, what we are called to do in this life is have a relationship with the Father through Jesus. That's what we are all called to do. We struggle. That's not really possible unless the, the Holy Spirit is is involved in that. So it's really important to recognize. And if we expect to get to heaven without the help of the Holy Spirit, that's also not possible. So this is very important for us to remember, this Holy Spirit being the the ultimate gift. So the Father will give you a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit whenever you ask. Just don't forget to do that. Don't forget to ask for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit can help you, can help you to know how to pray. The Holy Spirit can give you um, a better understanding of God's will for your life. The Holy Spirit can do some great things in your life. So Keep that in mind. Um, It's a very important thing. But again, remember that ultimately God's not going to give you whatever it is that you want. He's going to give you what you need. And uh, honestly, don't we want what's best for us, even if we don't know what it is? And it's a matter of trusting God for that. Hey, if you have questions, send me an email at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope uh, hope you're going to have a great night. Remember that I keep you in my prayers every day. And I look forward to being back with you once again. 
tomorrow on Following the Truth. God bless you. Talk to you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.